Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through the barren land. I am thine, and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Him thy If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the homepage, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and follow it through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And our theme for tonight is a quote from Mary Baker Eddy, Pilgrim on Earth, Thy home is heaven. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, 
for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Deuteronomy And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. Love ye therefore the stranger, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, him shalt thou serve, and to him shalt thou cleave, and swear by his name. Luke And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you, that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, 
and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. John Then Jesus said unto them, I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, now come I to thee. And these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, as thou hast loved me. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and also from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. In the following psalm, one word shows, though faintly, the light which Christian science throws on the Scriptures by substituting for the corporeal sense the incorporeal or spiritual sense of deity. Psalm 23 Divine love is my shepherd, I shall not want. Love maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Love leadeth me beside the still waters. Love restoreth my soul, spiritual sense. Love leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for love is with me. Love's rod and love's staff, they comfort me. Love prepareth a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Love anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house, the consciousness of love, forever. Pilgrim on earth, thy home is heaven. Stranger, thou art the guest of God. 
When will the whole human race have one God? An undivided affection that leaves the unreal material basis of things for the spiritual foundation and superstructure that is real, right, and eternal. First, purify thought. Then put thought into words, and words into deeds. And after much slipping and clamoring, you will go up the scale of science to the second rule, and be made ruler over many things. Fidelity finds its reward and its strength in exalted purpose. Seeking is not sufficient whereby to arrive at the results of science. You must strive, and the glory of the strife comes of honesty and humility. Do human hopes deceive? Is joy a trembler? Then, weary pilgrim, unloose the latchet of thy sandals, for the place whereon thou standest is sacred. By that, you may know you are parting with a material sense of life and happiness to win the spiritual sense of good. Oh, learn to lose with God, and you find life eternal. You gain all. To doubt this is implicit treason to divine decree. Your humanity, friendship, home, the interchange of love, bring to earth a foretaste of heaven. They unite terrestrial and celestial joys and crown them with blessings infinite. The Christian scientist loves man more because he loves God most. He understands this principle, love. Who is sufficient for these things? Who remembers that patience, forgiveness, abiding faith and affection are the symptoms by which our Father indicates the different stages of man's recovery from sin and his entrance into science. Who knows how the feeble lips are made eloquent, how hearts are inspired, how healing becomes spontaneous, and how the divine mind is understood and demonstrated. He alone knows these wonders who is departing from the thraldom of the senses and accepting spiritual truth, that which blesses its adoption by the refinement of joy and the dismissal of sorrow. When mortal man blends his thoughts of existence with the spiritual and works only as God works, he will no longer grope in the dark and cling to earth because he has not tasted heaven. The footsteps of thought rising above material standpoints, are slow and portend a long night to the traveler. But the angels of his presence, the spiritual intuitions that tell us when the night is far spent, the day is at hand, are our guardians in the gloom. Whoever opens the way in Christian science is a pilgrim and stranger, marking out the path for generations yet unborn. The thunder on Sinai and the Sermon on the Mount are pursuing and will overtake the ages, 
rebuking in their course all error and proclaiming the kingdom of heaven on earth. Truth is revealed. It needs only to be practiced. Warmed by the sunshine of truth, watered by the heavenly dews of love, the fruits of Christian science spring upward and away from the sordid soil of self and matter. Are we clearing the gardens of thought by uprooting the noxious weeds of passion, malice, envy, and strife? Are we picking away the cold, hard pebbles of selfishness, uncovering the secrets of sin, and burnishing anew the hidden gems of love, that their pure perfection shall appear? Are we feeling the vernal freshness and sunshine of enlightened faith? Sacrifice self to bless one another, even as God has blessed you. Forget self in laboring for mankind. Then will you woo the weary wanderer to your door, win the pilgrim and stranger to your church, and find access to the heart of humanity. While pressing meekly on, be faithful, be valiant in the Christian's warfare, and peace will crown your joy. He alone ascends the hill of Christian science, who follows the way-shower, the spiritual presence and idea of God. Whatever obstructs the way, causing to stumble, fall, or faint those mortals who are striving to enter the path, divine love will remove and uplift the fallen and strengthen the weak. Therefore, give up thy earth weights and observe the apostle's admonition, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Then, loving God supremely and thy neighbor as thyself, thou wilt safely bear thy cross up to the throne of everlasting glory. Divine Presence, breathe thou thy blessing on every heart in this house. Speak out, O soul. This is the newborn of spirit. This is his redeemed. This is beloved. May the kingdom of God within you, with you always, reascending, bear you outward, upward, Heavenward. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it 
this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 278. Pilgrim on earth, home and heaven are within thee heir of the ages and child of the day, cared for, watched over, beloved and protected. Walk thou with courage each step of the way. Hymn number 278.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 24th, 2021. Welcome one and all. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church. Much of it is through our various websites and many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, the word of God reaches people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. There's one item that I am very happy to announce that we're featuring on the homepage of our English website, and that is our most recent issue of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And the theme for this issue is Christ and Christmas, Part 2. I started reading it today, and it is one spectacular issue of our magazine. And I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And as a result, uh, many children attend our Sunday school by telephone. Your child can as well. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day, and we are having our Thanksgiving church service tomorrow morning at 11 a.m., it's a very sacred, holy time together. We're going to have a, we have a beautiful lesson to read. We're going to have some beautiful music. And we're also going to have an opportunity for people to share brief comments of gratitude appropriate for the occasion. So please, take some time tomorrow and join us at 11 a.m. And we'll let us give thanks to God for his many blessings together. And also one more item before we go on. We will be having our unity watches tomorrow night at 9 and at 10, like we typically do every Thursday. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, 
we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also remember when you do so that we can hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. Please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for the November 21st, uh, 2021 roundtable titled, How Jesus Healed, for the Soul and Body Lesson Sermon that week. All the prayers, practical instruction, and especially the discussion on our innate God-given purity washed over me. I am grateful for all the prayers that go into each class, the sharing and joyful fellowship. What a blessed and powerful time. I had been suffering that night before from an irritating rash on both palms on my hand. I had tried lotion, um, but it, it even kept me up part of the night, and it continued to part of the morning. It was still very uncomfortable and distracting. By the end of the round table, my hands were clear of redness, the rash and irritation was gone, and did not return. I'm so grateful to be here learning how Jesus healed and getting correct understanding of Christian science and witnessing the power of prayer. I'm very grateful for our God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Thank you. Candy. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Amanda, thank you for those very comforting readings. One night, a few weeks ago, I woke up almost in a panic. It felt like the macabre headlines from the last few months were bombarding me. Although I tried to calm my thought, nothing seemed to help. Then I remembered that when I seem to have a problem where the lies of evil are trying to cling, I reach out to God, ask for his help, grasp his hand, and hold on tight. Soon the statement from the lesson that week came to me. Nothing inharmonious can enter being, for life is God. That's on page 228, Science and Health. As I pondered this, my thought calmed, and I fell back to sleep and woke up in the morning ready to go. Thank you, lesson writers, for the gift of the useful, pertinent weekly lessons. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Sherry from California. Go ahead. Thank you. Many years ago, when my daughter was in first grade, she came home from school and began to tell me all the information a visiting dentist had told the class about teeth, tooth decay, gum disease, etc. 
He also gave them a little gift packet of toys to take home. After playing for a while with the toys, she asked me if she should get rid of all the information the dentist had spoken. When I said yes, she said, good, because it keeps floating around in my thinking and there's no place to put it. Even with the distraction of the toys she was given, her childlike thought could not be tempted to accept what was foreign to it. It felt foreign, did not feel right. This was so simple to her. I was reminded of this experience recently with much gratitude. This is why Christ Jesus said to become as a little child in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. My daughter's experience showed the simplicity of this childlike thought. Just to be and let that being have its way in us. Well, what could be more freeing than that? I am so very grateful for Christian science. There is nothing else. Thank you. Thank you. Karen from California, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you for those wonderful readings, Amanda. I am so grateful to be here tonight and to be able to express my gratitude for all that I have been learning here at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent about how to practice Christian science. When I realized that who I understood Mary Baker Eddy to be was not in accord with with the Boston Church Organization, I knew I had to leave my branch church. Mrs. Eddy encouraged her students to see her in her true light and stressed the importance of that understanding on their demonstrating this science. I am grateful to be a part of Plainfield Church that teaches how Mrs. Eddy taught her students and that she is the one that Christ Jesus promised would come in his name and repeat the works that he did. I am grateful for how our church is reaching out to the world through our website and bringing the gospel or good news to all mankind that all may avail themselves of God as a very present help in trouble. I am grateful for all the ways this practical truth is made available through our roundtables, Bible studies, inspiring articles found on our website, and the loving support of our practitioners. I am grateful for all the dedicated members who devote so much time to the care and maintenance of our website and to the cause of Christian science. I am grateful that all that we have to share with the world about God's allness and man's perfection as his child is made available for free to anyone who is reaching out for comfort, healing, and peace in these troubling times. I am also grateful for all the blessings that I have received as a result of my growing understanding of Christian science. One of the hymns that I have found very comforting this week is hymn number eight, And the second verse reads, I need thy presence every passing hour. What but thy grace can foil the tempter's power? Who like thyself my guide and stay can be? Through cloud and sunshine, oh, abide with me. 
I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Luann from New York. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm grateful tonight for being led to this church and my practitioner by a very special friend. She was my art teacher in high school and a Christian scientist, and we've been friends ever since. She was like an island in the middle of a storm. She rescued me so many times by the grace of God. I don't know if I'd be here today if it wasn't for her obedience to God, because I was headed down a terrible path, and so many others had thrown me away, and I had run out of hope. God called upon her to reach out to me through art, compassion, and a willingness to hold me up no matter what I said or did. So I'm very grateful to God for placing her in my life. Love led me here to my family, my friends in Christ, and my home. My life has not been the same since I first called my practitioner. The healing of my past was strong and permanent. Having the correct understanding of God that can only come through Christian science has made all the difference. I'm so deeply grateful to be here and to continue to learn and grow. I'm grateful to Mrs. Eddie, Christ Jesus, and my practitioner for their love and devotion to God. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead. From my diary. In 2014, I was renting out apartments when my joint venture partner and I were sued for $1,150,000. The claim was for a fall on stairs, resulting in a tenant's swollen leg and some walking difficulties, which did heal in time. In conversation, he told us that he had had a similar fall previously and had sued someone else. The story he told us conflicted with what he told the insurance company. So then it was his word against ours. But through prayer, I knew that, as Mary Baker Eddy said, the communication is always from God to his idea man. Thus says the Lord, money, matter, is not the motivator, with a capital letter M. Truth principle is cause. For quite some time I had yearned to study Christian science more deeply, but this job was just so all-absorbing. In 2016, my business partner didn't want me to leave, as I was doing the lion's share of the work. And so... To hold me in the company, she fought hard and said that no one could leave in the middle of a lawsuit, as it would seem like you were running away, and that would make us look guilty. To counter that, I decided to hold to truth, and I knew that truth would set me free, as Jesus stated. Then the insurance representative said that Indeed, I was free to leave the company, even with the lawsuit going on. But my business partner then refused to abide by our joint venture agreement, which had detailed any exit strategy. 
First Corinthians says, let all things be done decently and in order. Now there was the additional time and money to fund lawyers for this legal case too in order to get out of the company. But I was able to exit amicably. In 2019, the insurance company contacted us to say that the investigation for the fall was still going on and would take a number of years. I knew through concordance work in the Bible and science and health that God is the judge and jury. In 2020, I received confirmation that the case was finally closed far earlier than they had expected with only $500 as a default charge. I'm so very grateful to God for leading me to the Plainfield Church as I feel that my spiritual studies here helped to accelerate this earlier closing of the case and kept me from a fall into fear. And instead, I felt confident that God was a very present help in trouble. Thank you, Plainfield. Thank you. Betty. Betty from California. Go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the music tonight and also for those wonderful readings. Uh, tonight I'd wish to express gratitude for the new neighbors on our street. Over the past several years, we've had five new neighbors move in, and they are such a blessing. I remember hearing Mrs. Evans talking about praying whenever you saw a for sale sign in the neighborhood or on your street. We were to pray to know that God would provide the new neighbor and it would bless us as well as them. So that is what I did. I knew that God would provide the new neighbor and it would bless us and them. And this has been the case. One person was going to move, but will be staying for a while, and we are happy that she is still here. I am glad that we are taught not to leave these things to chance, but to put them into God's hands, allowing him to do the moving, and each one in his rightful place. I am very grateful for Christian science as taught in the Plainfield Church and for practitioner help over the years. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Hello. The watch last Saturday on November 20 starts out with Psalm 27. Quote, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Then the watch goes on. God is everywhere, no matter where error finds one, no matter the circumstances. All of God's children can find complete refuge in God's house, in the consciousness of God's allness." End quote. This is beautiful and true. Several weeks ago, I had an earache, not terrible, but uncomfortable. I thought about being conscious of God's presence and staying right there. I expected to be free of the discomfort 
and sometime during the day, while being with friends who themselves keep God in the middle of everything they do, I realized I no longer had an earache. I am very grateful to be learning that we should not accept anything unlike God, ever, for ourselves or anyone else. Thank you for all the truths taught here at the Plainfield Independent Church based on Christ's teaching and Mrs. Eddy for her understanding of the Christ and how to apply how to apply everything all her words and works to our life. Good evening. Thank you. Gary. Yesterday, I was informed that a close relative of mine and his wife were both rushed to the emergency room of their uh, nearby hospital uh, because they were both suffering greatly from COVID-19. Now, they're not Christian scientists, but they are dear, selfless Christian, uh, dear people. And very um, I feel very close to them. Well, uh, about two minutes after I heard about this, I started to feel the symptoms of the flu coming on. And uh, I thought, oh my gosh, will I be able to get to church tomorrow? Will I be able to get to church Thanksgiving morning? And uh, Gee, where was I when I could have picked up something? And then I caught myself and I thought, wait a minute. This is nothing but the power of suggestion. This is not of God. This is not something that God sent or ordained. So why am I thinking this or accepting anything about it? And I thought of the golden text for our lesson this week. There is no power but of God. This is not of God, so it has no power. So I started getting revved up here and thinking, this is an illusion. This is animal magnetism. This is the hypnotism that Mrs. Eddy explains is the sum total of error, of evil. And it is not true about me. It is not true about anyone. And I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to accept it for myself or for anybody else. Well, I kept working along these lines for a little while. And pretty soon, I started to feel a great calm. I felt God's allness, God's love surrounding me and everyone. And I began to feel a peace. And the symptoms, which had become quite painful, left. Well, and it was only a few minutes after I heard this news that I had this experience. Well, I slept well and felt very refreshed this morning, grateful to say. But I'm so grateful for Christian science for Mary Baker Reddy, for explaining the science of how Jesus healed.
and what God does for us all. Well, I found out today that my brother's wife was released from the hospital and, and that his condition is much improved, for which I'm very grateful and would, would expect nothing less. So I'm so grateful for this quick healing, grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, grateful to be with you all in church tonight, and uh, grateful, Amanda, for those fine readings. Thank you. Kelly. Kelly from California, go ahead. Hi, thank you for the testimonies tonight. And um, thank you for having your doors open. I have been working with a passage from our Bible lesson, Adam and the Fallen Man. Adam and Fallen Man. The passage is from John 3, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. Jesus said, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So bit by bit, I'm gaining what might be meant by being born of spirit, but I never took the time to contemplate what it might mean to be born of water. So I looked up the definition of water, and I found um, some in Hastings, uh, the Hastings Bible Dictionary, and the ones I was working with was, water is among the commonest and most widely diffused of natural substances. At ordinary temperature, it reflects light. Heated to a boiling point, it evaporates. And when cooled below the freezing point, it solidifies into transparent, hard, brittle ice, which is compared to a stone and a breastplate. And I really like those definitions. I, so I took those definitions and started practicing becoming like a lake so God can have a place to reflect. Especially challenging were the times when it felt like someone was attacking my character in the moment. But I became like the lake, and I listened and waited for God. And it made me it made it made me smile practicing this. And when the resentments came up from my past, I became like the lake, and I listened for God. And the resentments evaporated, and it, it reminded me of um, the definition. And then when fear overtook me, well, now it overtake when fear overtakes me. Um, sometimes I get the overwhelming feelings of my nation being invaded, or or that we're at war. But I become like a lake because I remember the the breastplate, and so I become like the lake, and I listen for God, and God turns my lake into the breastplate, and. Um, and I listen, listening for his reflection, he gives me strength and courage, and it also makes me smile. And the other definition was water, which said water, which the earth receives, partly flows along the earth's surface, but the process is very slow. This water moving along creates the streams, brooks, and rivers, which then form our ponds, lakes, and seas, even mountains. And this process plays a part in creating earth's landscape. So as I become this, and then I, so as I become like the lake whereupon God can reflect, it's made me think: What rivers is He sending through me, or sending out from me, or what valleys will they carve? Is He carving valleys inside of me too? 
Might there be a mountain majesty waiting for my stream of stillness inside of me or even outside of me? Or a brook where wild horses might take their drink? It all makes me smile. But I want to thank Plainfield for the work I'm doing because there's, you are so inspirational. Your Bible lessons, they're so loving. Your round table. And uh, I never understood the story of Nicodemus, but now I'm starting to understand the story of Nicodemus and a lot of the Bible stories thanks to your church. And thank you to everybody who shows up to those roundtables. You're teaching me how to do the work, and you're all so very talented. And I love the paintings. I saw Dale's painting and Luann's paintings. They are just so beautiful. So many creative people at Plainfield. So thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Lil. Thank you for the wonderful readings and the beautiful music. I'm so grateful God led me to this independent Christian Science Church. My life has been changing by two words, joy and gratitude. Expressing and living these words enables me, everyone, to be a blessing everywhere we go, and this never ends. I am so grateful for this change of thought, reaching out instead of thinking of myself. Thank you, God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for this wonderful way of life. Thank you. Craig. Uh, thank you, Amanda, for those inspiring readings. And uh, to make it, uh, help make the, the, the Bible more clear, Science and Health of Mary Baker Eddy. Just uh, through inspiration and such clear, simple uh, explanation brings so many things, makes them practical. Uh, I, I want to give gratitude for, uh, for finally having, yes, the faith to, to, uh, to uh, do an annual tithe. And, and as a result, I felt so much more peaceful and confident and about God's care and his, his immediate well, his direction of me when, uh, and his answers to my prayers. Because uh, before I used to uh, always find a reason, a doubt or something about why I couldn't do something. But uh, since I started saying, let's Remember the first commandment, and Mrs. Eddy says that is so important also, that uh, just put God, do what he asks first before doing anything else, and everything else will work out right, and it has. Uh, this year, I just felt, uh, I think I recovered from little missteps quicker than ever. I felt more receptive as a result of uh, taking a stand. I felt more inspired during uh, and considered powerful during watches. And I have uh, really just, uh, just have more to thank God for uh, because I put him first. And, uh, you know, I can even see clearer what I should do next. 
and I thank God for that. Don't we are abundantly provided. He's a great abundance, and I can see that He's taking care of everything and continues to and will continue to. Just it's a great feeling. So I thank God for uh, well finally kicking me and saying, just trust me. And I did. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. I'd like to uh, add my thanks for an article that's on the website. It says, Take Joy Home. It's from uh, an 1898 uh, journal. And it goes to say to make place in your heart for joy, for her joy, and to cherish her. And I always thought, well, joy is a nice thing to have around, but I never really felt the need to cherish it like it was vitally important. But it is. And it reminded me of a healing I had quite a number of years ago that I am very grateful for to this day. I was in a place where there were some people that were, well, just saying a lot of really condescending things. And I just felt awful. And not only that, I could tell that other people felt awful too. And apparently there was a practitioner from our church who saw me. So this gentleman pulled me aside and sat down and said, well, so what about all these things that have been said? Can you do something kind and loving for someone else? Can you look around and see where maybe a little bit of light of joy can come through you and bless someone else? And he, this, he went on and on along the same line. I gotta tell you, it was like an enormous weight that was lifted off of me, and I could feel God's presence again, His love. And I'm ever thankful that practitioner for doing that. And sure enough, I had a chance to go and sit down next to somebody else and talk to somebody else about this very sort of thing. Like, you know, we're here and we could help each other. We could express some joy and kindness to each other. And it lifted the other person's weight as well. And not only that, I think both of us went on for the rest of the day feeling much better about things that are really important, like the fact that God loves us, he has indeed blessed us, and there's a lot of good that can be focused on, and it doesn't matter how much error speaks, it doesn't take away the good that comes from God. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings. I am so happy and grateful to God for learning that heaven is not somewhere. It's not a place somewhere. In science and health, we have the definition of heaven. It's harmony, the reign of spirit, government by divine principle, spirituality, bliss, the atmosphere of soul. I'm so grateful for this because growing up, I thought heaven was a place that we go to. But it's saying here that we are here on earth now and that heaven is our home. And it's beautiful to learn also how to have this consciousness of peace 
of love, of spirituality, of bliss, of what Mrs. Eddy calls heaven. And uh, I cannot thank God enough for knowing this. We are ad um, admonished to have a higher, holier consciousness, and that is heaven. So always in heaven. It's a beautiful thought. I'm so grateful for it. I have a testimony or a gratitude from someone who has found our website, and she says that, thank you for all the good work you're doing. I'm grateful for all the truth you've been sharing with all that found your church website for the church services and for the inspiring hymns. I thank God for all the articles, books, and writings you are sharing with anyone directed to your website. I am grateful for the joyful ways your church is showing all of us that are interested in Christian science how to practice and live this Christ truth with joy. I give thanks to God for the practitioners of this church, for those wonderful practitioners' instructional testimonies, and for their loving kindness and patience. Thanks to God for Mrs. Eddie and her courage to give this holy gift that you are now happily sharing with all. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thanks to God. Thank Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, of course, and thanks to everyone who is demonstrating this science and their example impacting others. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have a emails to read. I'll probably have to finish up again next week, but I will start first from England. Thank you very much for the Bible study and roundtable sessions. That was of the week, weekend of November 6th and 7th. Just a couple of thoughts which came to me. In thinking about Nicodemus, who came by night to Jesus, I have always felt that this additionally depicted his state of thought, benighted and in need of enlightenment. Hence, he was searching out the Christ to understand more of the spiritual aspect of life. Concerning Isaiah 52, 2, where it says to rise and sit down, on the Bible Hub website, it explains that the sitting down part implies a throne, so to go from sitting in the dust to a place of honor. I've been reading the Carpenter Spiritual Footsteps book on the Plainfield website. I have read most of the chapters now, but don't mind admitting that some are so deep that I cannot understand them properly yet. Nevertheless, I'm so grateful to Plainfield for, for preserving and publishing these writings. It is almost unbelievable that they could have been buried forever. A couple of things particularly stood out to me. In talking about the building of the Mother Church, Carpenter says that this project was used by Mrs. Eddy as a grand opportunity for demonstration. By setting tight deadlines and various requirements which seemed impossible, and which could therefore only be achieved by demonstration. That was such an aha moment for me, 
as I had assumed that it was Mrs. Eddy's greater insight about forces trying to stop this construction, which required the speed. Mr. Carpenter's description of the situation made me appreciate it in a different light. Also, his descriptions of other situations in which Mrs. Eddy required demonstrations above all from her students has helped me understand things I have read in other biographies much more. Another one of the chapters which speaks about Mrs. Eddy taking pain relief temporarily but putting God at the back of it has helped me understand something a practitioner I knew many years ago went through. In her testimony, she said that in an emergency, in an emergency she had found herself in a hospital and required to take a particular pill. She was in a quandary about how to proceed. She turned to God and asked what this pill represented at that moment and heard that it re represented the love of the nursing staff caring for her to help her get a good night's rest. With that thought, she was able to comply and view it as one of the temporary means spoken of by Mrs. Eddy. This idea of putting God at the back of things is another idea to cherish. Thank you. With much love and gratitude to you all. And then this is Mexico. I thank all the Plainfield staff for all that the roundtables and Bible studies, the services, the weekly lessons, and the website readings help me. Plainfield is a blessing of the year in my life. The most important event that happened to me at the end of 2020 and in 2021. I feel enormously privileged to have you in my life, and although I sometimes resent that I am so far from you, I must say that I feel accompanied in my study of Christian science, and your comments and activities help me to correct and watch my thoughts, which is so important and essential in science. It is a church that truly re represents the structure of life, truth, and love. Very useful. Quote, rousing the dormant understanding from material beliefs to the apprehension of spiritual ideas and the demonstration of divine science, thereby, thereby casting out devils or error and healing the sick. Science and Health. What a wonderful blessing that this will be fulfilled in this earthly experience and that the church will indeed be a church serving God and fulfilling its spiritual and healing duties as Mrs. Eddy envisioned. May God bless you all with much affection. And then finally, this is a, a letter from California. Dear, dear Plainfielders, my appreciation for this church continues to grow and grow. Blessings abound. Your love radiates out in amazing ways, and I am inspired to share what I have been learning with others in so many ways. Today, I would like to give special thanks to all of the wonderful reading of the early workers available, available on the YouTube channel, generously offered for free. They are each so well expressed that the words are sinking deeply into consciousness as if voiced directly from the Holy Spirit. 
They do have quite they do have quite a healing, loving, harmonizing effect. Recently I have been waking up pre-dawn and listening over and over and over again, dozens of times, to several of the recordings. Each time there is some new thought better understood as I work on spiritualizing consciousness, and thought is being purified as I go throughout the day. What a blessing. The spoken, the words spoken are all healing treatments. Recent favorites have been Oneness by Bignell Young, Class Teaching and Body by Martha Wilcox, Body by Mary Baker Eddy, Fabulous, as well as Age by Mary Baker Eddy, which is so inspirational. I could listen every morning. It has a rejuvenating influence that one is easy to share with some non-Christian scientists' loved ones. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Try it, you'll like it. <laughs> and a specific healing report. Just pondering what it means that since the truth is infinite, it could not possibly include congestion of any kind. This has eliminated any sense of allergy, let alone the nameless nothing, or just a cold that is all personal nonsense. They are all equally unreal. One is not a better in better condition than the other. All are false, period, because truth is infinite. Hallelujah. And that's love to all. And then also I, I would like to add, today I had a phone call from someone in West Virginia, someone brand new, who also has been listening to our audios and found them very healing. She said she also had a healing listening. She was um, up one night, and in this case she was listening to uh, The Power of a Right Idea by Martha Wilcox, which she listened to uh, several times before she went to bed. And she had been having also congestion in her lungs, she felt. She was finding it difficult to breathe. But she said after going to bed and after listening to the power of a right idea, she said that this congestion, it, it was sort of ejected from her and um, it completely healed her. She said she can breathe freely now. So I am so grateful for all the healing testimonies I heard tonight, those beautiful readings. I love what was read in the theme of the tonight's readings from Science and Health. Pilgrim on earth, thy home is heaven. Stranger, thou art the guest of God. I even have that framed in my home. I love it so much. And I just love to feel anyone that enters my home is a guest of God. And I feel that way about this church and about our website as well. We have no, no strangers. There are no strangers, none afraid. Uh, as the beautiful hymn tonight was sung. You're all welcome and part of our family. We all love you. We're so grateful to have you. It's certainly what we here are all grateful for, all of you. We have so much to be grateful for Mrs. Eddy and the unspeakable gift of Christian science. So everyone have a good night, and we look forward to being with you again tomorrow. Thank you. <clears throat>
Okay, to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 351. Through the night of doubt and sorrow, onward goes the pilgrim band, singing songs of expectation, marching to the promised land. Clear before us through the darkness, gleams and burns the guiding light. Brother clasps the hand of brother, stepping fearless through the night. Hymn number 351.